0: You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: While much of the Chicago Bears defense is missing from voluntary OTAs, the offensive leaders are there getting their reps in, and it sounds like they're in a very good spot mentally to do what they need to do not only for themselves, but for their teammates. This is Locked on Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm an analyst for Pro Football Focus, and I'm here to bring you your daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. You can follow me on Twitter, at CoxSports1. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, at Locked on Bears. You can like Locked on Bears on Facebook. Or join the Locked on Bears Facebook group for even more Bears talk. On the show today, an update from voluntary OTAs, specifically from Andy Dalton, David Montgomery, and Jermaine Ifedi. We will hear from the Bears' current starting quarterback about how he's handled the Justin Fields situation. Not only just being a good teammate and trying to mentor the young quarterback, but Sort of what his expectations were and how, you know, he wasn't that surprised, but it's not going to stop him from doing anything differently this year. And it kind of lays down a little bit of the groundwork of how this Bears quarterback competition might play out and how just how much of a competition it might actually be. Then we'll hear from David Montgomery on what his offseason has been like, specifically feeling unsatisfied despite a breakout end of 2020, feeling like he didn't do enough individually last year. And whether or not that translates to more production this year, or if things could take another step back because of the other running backs on the roster, then it's the right tackle, at least the current top right tackle, Jermaine Effetti, Slimming down, perhaps, a little bit this offseason, getting more built for right tackle and maybe reaching a new stage of his career where he's ready to find a little bit more consistency with finally being locked in at one spot where he seemed to be more comfortable last year. Let's start with QB1, infamously QB1, as the Bears tweeted out with the graphic when they signed him before Justin Fields or any rookie quarterback was in the mix, probably a little bit presumptuous from them. But, of course, from the beginning, they promised Andy Dalton that he would be the week one starter. So he was QB1. That's uh, beside the point. He's slowly sort of stepping into this leadership role. It's kind of an awkward leadership role when everybody, not only in the building, but in the city and in the NFL, and everybody in the country, every football fan everywhere knows the real face of this franchise is Justin Fields. And everybody kind of knows that Dalton is this temporary leader, temporary starter, temporary everything, and I can not imagine there's not a lot of security in that. You kind of feel like if you're Dalton, the clock is ticking already. It's like everyone's sort of waiting for you to fail a little bit and waiting for Justin Fields to take over, but he does kind of, they seem to have some assurance that he does actually have to fail first and that he does have some control over that, and if he doesn't, fail, or doesn't play poorly enough to justify the change, then it is still his job. Here's his mentality going into this quasi-quarterback competition. Andy, what was the experience like for you to see them draft a quarterback in the first round? And You know now he'll be the long-term priority when they do that. Did you see that coming at all, and how do you feel about it now?
0: Yeah, I've had a lot of different conversations with, uh, with everybody here, <clears throat> I knew there was a possibility of it, and so, um, you know, when it happened, you know, it, it, it is what it is. And so, um, you no, know, Justin's a, a great guy, uh, getting to know him in the last couple of weeks and getting to be around him, and, um, you know, he's, he's going to make the quarterback room better. Andy, I was hoping if you could elaborate a little bit more on that. Is is Justin the type of guy who asks a lot of questions on and off the field? What are those Zoom meetings like? Are you guys starting to hang out off it a little bit? How much is he – starting to lean on you for information? Yeah, I think right, right now for him, I mean, it's all new. His first time getting an NFL offense. So I'm trying to give him any advice that I can on on, on certain things, how I view certain plays or, um, you know, what I do with my eyes on, on certain things. So just th- different things that come with the experience. You know, obviously I've been going into year 11. I, I've, I've had a lot of ball. And uh, so I, I think for me, I'm just trying to help him out as much as I can. I'm curious, how much do you enjoy that? being a mentor, uh, you know, for a younger I mean, do you like being that sounding board? Absolutely. I think, you know, that's, it's, you know, just the the position I'm in and everybody should enjoy, you know, all our experiences in our life aren't for us, it's for other people. So you're trying to pass that along.
1: Andy, when, when you had a uh, clearer picture after the draft about what this situation was and had become, I'm curious what you did mentally to sort of get yourself in a mindset to maximize the opportunity that you do have here going forward.
0: I knew the situation I was going into regardless if they drafted somebody or they didn't. I was on a one-year deal, and I was going to be the starter. So my mindset didn't have to change. I already knew that I'm going to do everything I can to be the best player I can for this team and to help us win a lot of football games. And that's been my goal from the very beginning. And so uh, whatever happens after this year happens. But um, my mindset didn't change just because they drafted Justin.
1: I think it goes to show that the Bears are committed to this Andy Dalton plan that it's not going to be necessarily a true quarterback competition. Not that Justin Fields doesn't have any chance of lighting up the preseason and training camp and somehow unseating Dalton by week one, but I I really do think Matt Nagy is going to stick with this Alex Smith-Patrick Mahomes repeat plan of as long as Dalton is succeeding as a starter, he can remain as a starter, and that's sort of... The big question here, where he hasn't been as consistent in his career, perhaps, as Alex Smith, although Alex Smith had a better supporting cast, and maybe you can start to question where the Bears supporting cast starts to compare to the Chiefs a little bit there, and that's where it starts to, starts to get messy, but for now... I think we're still full steam ahead on this Andy Dalton train, and you're not seeing Justin Fields get reps with the starters by any means yet. We're still very early in that process, but I would imagine it's still going to be a lot of fields with the twos and a lot of patience with the rookie quarterback. And that's going to require, I think, a lot of patience for Bears fans to live with some of the ups and downs from Dalton until the team really is truly ready to make that shift, which might not be quite as early as Bears fans might want. They're going to have to rely quite a bit on their running game to help whichever quarterback is in there. And David Montgomery is coming into 2021 hungry. Despite performing at a pretty high level down the stretch last season, we'll try and get a sense of his mentality and the special work he's done this offseason to get even faster. Next on Locked On Bears. The Chicago Bears might be missing a few of their parts at OTAs, but if you're missing any parts for your vehicle, you can always find them at rockauto.com. They're a family business that have been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. They've got everything you could possibly need for your vehicle, fuel pump assemblies and engine control modules to some of the easier stuff like tail lamps and motor oil. So... No matter what kind of car you're working on, you can find everything you need in just a few easy clicks, all delivered right to your door. You might not know that some of the chain part stores will have different price tiers for the professional mechanics versus the do-it-yourselfers like us. But rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody, so don't spend up to twice as much for the same parts somewhere else. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Justin Fields keeps getting longer and longer odds for Offensive Rookie of the Year at betonline.ag. Initially, he started up right near the top, just below Trevor Lawrence, right up there with Trey Lance, and now he is bumping Down farther and farther. Lawrence, still the favorite. Then it's Kyle Pitts and Mac Jones, followed by Jamar Chase and Trey Lance. And then all the way down, tied for sixth, is Justin Fields for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Tied with the running back, Najee Harris. I'm telling you, these are great odds. If Justin Fields gets on the field early and lights it up the way we think, bettors could win big if he comes through at betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account and enter our promo code Locked On to receive your free fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. It sure is easy to get excited about David Montgomery the way he finished 2020. I was going back through. I think we can all sort of recognize. Those final six games of the season, he finished with the third most rushing yards of any running back over that span, ahead of Aaron Jones, Nick Chubb, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, etc. That's impressive, but not overly surprising, given some of the production that we saw from him. I didn't realize, over that same span, the last six games of the season, he also had the third most receiving yards of any running back. Only J.D. McKissick and Austin Eckler had more receiving yards over the last six games of last season as a running back compared to David Montgomery. So clearly, everything was clicking for him from a production standpoint. And ideally, you would like to translate that over in 2021. And from his perspective, he wasn't satisfied with that. He didn't really think he was doing everything he could, or at least he felt like he could have done more when he looks back on it. And he's really going to be pushing for even more in 2021, and I just wonder if that's reasonable. You know what I mean? Like, yes, he, he finally broke the 1,000-yard mark, and there's, there would be, in theory, more room for more yards if he got the same volume of carries, but he does have a little bit more competition in the backfield. But at the same time, he's really putting that pressure on himself to be better, and he's worked out a really specific way that he wants to be better this upcoming season, both on and off the field. Here's what he said.
2: It wasn't enough for me last year, you know, um, just knowing um, my untapped potential that I had within myself and uh, as far as like my leadership last year, I didn't do as well as I, I felt as I, I could have done. So for me, it was definitely like a motivational uh, tool for me to take the proper time that I needed to um, you know, tack the offseason properly as far as like the way I plan on leading this year and the way I plan on um, helping this team and this offense um, more so than none, but it was a big off season for me, and it's still an off season. You know, we're in OTAs right now. Once OTAs is over, we'll have another month to where I can still prepare to do what I need to do for this office and for this team. So I'm just doing everything that I can to try to, to get better every day.
1: How have you spent your time kind of preparing uh, since, you know, we last talked to you, and, and have you made any changes in your preparation as you're kind of looking to take that next step this season?
2: Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I've been working with uh, – probably the best speed trainer in the world his name is Chris Corfish like the things have he he's actually teaching me how to run like I'm 23 years old getting ready to turn 24 here soon a couple of days but I have not no I've not been able to run properly the entirety of my life <laughs> me not really realizing how I didn't know how to run Um, he's definitely like cleared that image up for me and it's definitely helping me out a lot
1: what do you mean by that? Explain that to us. You said you you've run your whole life, but you didn't really know how to run. What what is it a proper form that he is teaching you? What is he teaching you that's different than what you've done before?
2: Well, if I could tell you that, that would be. That's like me giving you the recipe to my mama's fried chicken. Now I can't do that. <laughs> just know it's working.
1: As much as he gets the laugh at the end, there you can tell he's serious, right? He's like he's like the word at the end there. It's kind of hard to understand him, but the very last thing he says is. And it's working like he very much believes in the process and the what he's been through this offseason and the results that he's already seeing. I think it's one thing to feel faster and maybe even measure faster when you're running on a field with no pads and all that and translating that to regular season football is going to be a slightly different question. But I think he's kind of in this interesting situation where, you know, he's not satisfied with how he performed last season and you know, got better in these ways and is motivated in these ways and, and wants to be a better leader and all that's very good. But it's hard to expect that the production is going to be quite at the same level next season, at least in terms of volume. When you have Tariq Cohen coming back from injury and you add Damian Williams into this mix as a free agent, I just don't know that he's going to be a potential, what, 250 carry guy again the way he has been Really, the last, you know, both of these years of his career, he's fallen just short of the two fifty mark, but right around that same range. Seems like that's maybe more concentrated in one running back than Matt Nagy would ideally like to have. I mean, obviously he had Tariq Cohen as an option that first season, but the running game itself was not working the way the Bears wanted to. So it's a little bit hard to say that's going to be representative, but then when you add Damian Williams back into it, I don't know that there's going to be 250 carries there for David Montgomery. So maybe he only rushes for 800 yards this season instead of 1,100. But if he feels like he puts it all out there and maybe he averages a few, you know, another yard per carrier, whatever it might be, but, you know, just feels like he puts more into it and runs harder, he can have sort of this dual result of lower numbers overall on the stat sheet, but still maybe even a better individual performance and, and feel better about his individual contributions to the overall team effort of being a better running game and a better pass, better receiver out of the backfield, better passing as well. There's more to it than just what he does running between the tackles, and there's more to it that's just than just what he does and what his control is. It's going to take Matt Nagy and Bill Lazor or whoever the offensive play calling is going to go to, again, commit to the running game and also commit to it schematically in a way that is going to be effective, whether it's exactly what they did for the second half of last season or or how they end up drawing this running game. There's some questions there, too, about how that's going to play out completely outside of David Montgomery's control. Another big factor, the offensive line out of David Montgomery's control. A lot of change up front. We've talked about it a decent amount so far this offseason, but we got to hear from Jermaine Effetti, for the first time this offseason, and already it feels like expectations continue to be set high, but he feels like he's ready to meet them. We'll hear his thoughts on what he's been up to this offseason, and maybe some of the changes he's made in his off season regimen next on Locked On Bears. You know what could help David Montgomery get even faster is if he started eating Built Bars, because it's a great low-calorie way to get protein that tastes delicious. It's why we truly believe they are the best-tasting protein bars ever because they don't taste like regular protein bars. They taste like candy bars. They're soft. They're easy to chew. They're all covered in 100% real chocolate, and you can't go wrong with any of their delicious flavors. I just reordered. I've got a box of raspberry, salted caramel, and cookies and cream, on its way right now, and I cannot wait to dig back in. They're all low sugar, low calories, high protein, and high fiber. And I'm telling you, I have tried every single flavor, and you literally can't go wrong. you got to try them for yourself. Head on over to BuiltBar.com and use our promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15. For 15% off at BuiltBar.com. I've been a fairly consistent skeptic of Jermaine Effetti this offseason. Nothing against the person, nothing against the player. Just basing off of his track record in the NFL, I'm a little bit weary of really trying to rely on him as your plan A starting right tackle. We've talked before about how, yes, he played a lot better at right tackle down the stretch last season as the rest of the offensive line started to improve and as the Bears changed things up schematically. And that was valuable and important to have. And the Bears were better off with it than without it. Absolutely. But based on what we've seen from him over his career, we don't know how sustainable that might be. And again, you would ideally like to have something better at right tackle and maybe have Effetti as a backup who can play tackle or guard and feel like you can get by with him filling in in the starting lineup. But part of what concerns me a little bit is the Bears keep moving these expectations for him, or at least just setting them high. And it feels like, I mean, yes, generally it's good to sort of set high expectations and try and compel people to meet them, but it just feels like maybe it's getting a little bit too high or a little bit too out of control with Jermaine Effetti, and maybe it's setting him up for some kind of disappointment and failure as a result of those things. It started with the offensive line coach throwing out the words pro bowl in terms of what we could see from Effetti this offseason, and at the time I said that's coach speak, it's just him really going overboard. And it's really hard to sit here and believe that he genuinely believes that or, or that there's a high likelihood of that happening in any way, shape, or form. It's possible, but let's be a little bit realistic here about what this player has done throughout his career. But Jermaine Fetty's not backing down from it. Even as the Bears bring in free agent right tackles and have looked around at potential veteran players there that would upgrade from him or at least dominate that potential competition, he's not worried about any of that. And he is in a similar mindset as Juan Castillo is starting to set for him. Man, we really haven't talked to you since last season ended. I'm curious how you felt the stretch run of last season went for you individually after you you bumped positions and and the line as a whole sort of seemed to solidify itself a little bit.
3: Well, it was good. Um, I, I've played I played a lot of offensive tackle in my career. I, I really do enjoy playing offensive tackle. Uh, I, I do think it's a, a great position for me, even though I do have the ability to play inside. So moving outside, I thought it was was a cool experience for me, and I think it's been. Uh, cool to start back up spring, still playing outside and still uh, getting better at it and still learning new things and still being, uh, you know, still just, still just learning. And it's, it's been good. It's been good. The stretch run was good. Uh, I'm glad we we're able to get things back on track and we had a chance to uh, get in the playoffs. And uh, I thought we had a good chance in that game, you know, just we didn't execute enough on offense and, it, it, but that's okay. But we come back this year and we just get better. And uh, I'm excited for, um, what I'm going to be able to do, and I'm excited for what our offensive line, our offense, and what our team is going to be able to do ultimately. Hey, Jermaine, the, the last time we we spoke to your position coach Juan Castillo, he he said that he thinks that you can be a pro bowler. He was pretty adamant about it. What do you think when you hear that? I don't think he's wrong. Uh, I, I think um, you know he knows me pretty well. He knows how I work. He knows um, my football IQ and what I've put into this game and. What I've done uh, in my five years in the NFL, so you know people can say what they want, and uh, and they will say what they want about me and what I've done in my career. But at the end of the day, um, you know he's not wrong because he sees it every day, uh, even when I'm not around. Uh, we're we're constant communication, and we are uh, hand in hand in, in me getting better, and that's what is that's what it's been, and we've seen the results. So. I'm not, I don't, I, 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 I'm not surprised by anything he said because he, he wholeheartedly believes it. I wholeheartedly believe it. You know, it's a lot of facts that go into that, but as far as being a, a consistent player and every, you know, uh, uh, one of the better alignment in the league, I don't think that's, I think that's the expectation. That's the expectation. That's my expectation. That's coach Nagy. That's, uh, Ryan's expectation. That's coach Castillo's expectation. And, and, uh, I live and I and I try to live up to that every day for them because uh, they take a chance on me and they believed in me and and I'm going to give them uh, everything I got.
1: Again, I don't disagree with anything he said there. I think it's the right mentality for him to have. It seems like he's in a good place with all of this, and I, I just feel like I sense a little bit more of a like a, a consistency from him as as a person. Right? I like, I want to use the word maturity, but I don't want to imply that he was immature per se. But even when he's standing up there doing the little zoom media question and answer session. He looks maybe a little bit thinner and he also talked a little bit about how he's taken good care of his body and as you get later in your career that becomes more and more important and and maybe maybe he is in an overall better state both physically and mentally to you know settle into that right tackle position again and maybe he was thrown into it a little bit too early in Seattle and a little bit in over his head and now Things can slow down a little bit and he can be a little bit more prepared and maybe kind of get a little bit of a reset here as he, again, no longer being thrown around between the two spots like he was even last year in Chicago. Now it's you're a right tackle, play right tackle, focus on right tackle, only learn that one spot and be the best right tackle you can be. Maybe there's something to it. I'm certainly going to go into it with an open mind and, you know, give him every opportunity to prove himself as this starting right tackle, it is going to be an off-season competition. We're going to be keeping a close eye on it for you right here on the Lockdown Bears podcast. So make sure that you subscribe to keep up with all of our daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. Again, we're trimming back to three days a week in this off-season month of June As we're sort of in the the slowest period of the year, we will ramp back up to five days a week, certainly in time for training camp and get you all set with the preseason and the regular season after that. But for now, we're going to slow things down and we're probably going to stick with a Monday, Wednesday, Thursday schedule for the most part each week. Try and keep that consistent this week, it wasn't so much my choice. I was actually without internet almost all day on Monday, so I couldn't really get a Tuesday podcast for you together. Just a kind of a random outage in my area where I couldn't get Wi-Fi or anything consistently to do a podcast. So the decision was kind of made for me that nothing was going to happen for yesterday's show, but glad to be back for you today. We will be back again tomorrow. I hope you'll keep tuning in and keep following along with us all throughout this off-season. And in exchange, I know the podcast will help you Bear Down.